0: Hey, what is going on guys? This is DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the Monday night football showdown slate between the Rams and the Bucks. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I made daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, esports, daily fantasy sports slates. I want to thank you guys again for all the continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And and these videos, the live streams, as well as on Twitter. Um, The easiest way to support me, since all the content is free, is just to leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. Also, spread the word. If you have friends that play DFS and you like the content, uh, would appreciate it if you could spread the word. If you guys cannot watch these YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple Podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS Show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about uh, the Monday Night Showdown slate, let's look back on line up here from Thursday's Showdown slate. So Thursday's Showdown slate was, you know, I was super super excited about this game. It was, it was kind of a disappointing game. Um, there was it was it was played a little bit slower than expected uh you know a lot of both teams kind of relied on the running game we, we know like arizona they like running the ball but seattle was a team that had been you know basically abandoning the running game they relied a lot on hide um so it ended up being a little bit slower than expected you know the lineup i was going for here was obviously a shootout uh, i was a little bit unfortunate that arizona couldn't score there in that last possession um i want kyle kind of captain yeah there was you know both him and russell wilson had their floor games they did like 20 it was yeah what 20 fantasy points each uh that is both of their floors So, uh, you know, kind of a little bit disappointing performances from both quarterbacks, to be honest. Uh, You know, you had to make a tough call with those top receivers. It was, you know, between obviously Hopkins. Lockett and Metcalf. Lock was the one you wanted. Um, I want Hopkins since I was going Tyler and the captain. Fitzgerald was the value play I mentioned, you know, a really safe value play just because he was going to be on the field the whole time. He actually had a pretty solid game for his price. Swain was kind of the dart thrower. I was hoping for for more, more of a shootout. He was the number four wide receiver. Didn't play a ton and obviously didn't do anything for me. DJ Dallas, that value opened up since you know we talked about in the live stream, like Hyde was gonna be the early down guy, DJ Dallas would be the third down guy. They actually didn't use Dallas a lot. It was basically a lot of Hyde, a little. Little bit of Bo Scarbo, who actually wasn't even on the slate. Uh, but yeah, let's take a look at the winning lineup. And it's back-to-back showdown slates now that the winning lineup has been pretty contrarian. Uh, so they want Tyler Lockett in the captain uh, with no Russell Wilson. They want Kyler Murray at quarterback. And then three running backs with Drake, Edmonds, and Hyde. Um, yeah, that is, you know, back-to-back, right? It was two slates to go. It was the Vikings where you want they want the passing attack to win when everyone played Devin Cook. This slate, everyone was playing the quarterbacks and, and the top wide receivers, and it was the running backs that uh you know kind of what came through, right? Drake 16, Edmonds 14, uh Hyde 17. So interesting. Um, but yeah, there is that's kind of look back there. That's the one that lineup that won it. I personally myself been a little bit of a cold streak on these short on slates, but again, there's a lot of variance involved. So hoping to bounce back. And I think this one, this the slate from Monday is pretty interesting. There's a good amount of different ways you can go with it. So uh, before we talk about the, the players and the prices, let's take a look at the Vegas odds and the snap counts for each of these teams in their most recent game, and then we can get to the player by player breakdown. So, snap counts here or, or Vegas odds, I should say, forty-eight over under. Uh, Bucks are four and a half point favorites. Both teams are, are pretty solid defensively, uh, but you know both offenses can definitely can definitely move the ball. Um, so I think this game will be will be a pretty good game, pretty competitive, pretty fun to watch. So. Let's take a look at the snap counts here, and we got the headache situation here for the Rams. Uh, it's a three headed monster. If we're just going out the last game, Malcolm Brown played 41% of snaps, Daryl Henderson 33%, Cam Akers 26%. Not great, right? Uh, so we'll talk about their prices, but hard to feel comfortable with any of the Rams backs, and we know uh, McVeigh is just, it's just super hard to trust anyway. Like we had that showdown site like earlier in the year where uh, they said they were going to give Cam Akers more involved, and he played he didn't play at all, so hard to trust what McVay is going to do there with the running backs. Wide receivers is a little bit more clear-cut. Now, Cooper Cup only played 53% of the snaps. I think that's just more an outlier. Like If you go back in recent weeks, he's going to be out there majority of the game, so I'm not overly concerned about that. I think it was just the fact that they were playing from ahead in this one and were focused more on the ground game. Uh, But, yeah, I do expect Cup and Woods to play majority of the game. Reynolds as well. They like running through wide receiver sets a lot. um, And Reynolds' uh, price is coming up, but I think it's still viable. So those three wide receivers you you see out there majority of the game. Van Jefferson is the number four. He played 19% of the snaps. Uh, Yeah, nothing you can really go to with confidence there. More of a a dart throw. Uh, If we look at tight ends, uh, they're going to utilize two tight ends a good amount here with Higby and Everett. Higby played 84% of the snaps. Everett played 61%. Everett is a lot cheaper, so we'll talk about both those guys and their prices. Johnny Munster, third string tight end. He played 20% of the snaps that last game. Running backs for Tampa Bay, this is another headache situation because uh, they're just going to go with the hot hand here. Uh, Ronald Jones exploded last game for almost 200 yards. He played 59% of the snaps. Leonard Fournette, 36%. But if you go back recent weeks here, let's look back at Week 9. Fournette, 66%. to Ronald Jones is 32%. Let's go take a look at Week 8. Fournette, seventy-three percent. Ronald Jones, twenty-four percent. So they are going to go with the hot hand here, um, and and it makes it uh, it just makes this this situation for the running backs in Tampa Bay hard to trust. We have Ronald Jones, who is a lot more expensive, but I think that makes Fournette a little bit more viable. Uh, Again, we'll we'll talk about them in, in a sec here. Uh, Wide receivers for Tampa Bay, well, you know, Godwin Evans are going to play majority of the game. Antonio Brown is the number three. He's going to play about 50% of the game. Uh, He had a good game last game. All three wide receivers are in play. You know, everyone else, though, below that, it's hard to trust. You know, Watson played 5%, Tyler Johnson 9%, Scotty Miller 11% of the snaps. So those guys are just dart throws in the slate, right? We know the Tampa Bay is going to play Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown most of the game. Tight ends for the Bucks: Gronkowski, no surprise here. He played 81% of the snaps. Uh, Cameron, Blake, Cameron Brait played 36% of the snaps. And Austin Eclair, surprisingly, played 31% of the snaps. So he shouldn't really be involved too much there in the passing game. So that's kind of it for the snap counts uh, with the teams in their most years of games. So let's talk about players and their prices. We have Tom Brady at 11 k um, You know, the matchup here against the Rams is not great. The Rams have been pretty stout defensively. Uh, but this is Tom Brady. I know he's he's still getting up there in age. He's been up and down, right? That game against New Orleans, he was absolutely terrible, then came back and just put up an amazing day there for 34 fancy points. So do I think Tom Brady's a must-play in the slate? No, right? We have a, a lot of talent uh, on the slate for, with guys who are cheaper. Uh, I think he is still a safe play since he's a quarterback, and, and you know, quarterbacks on these showdown sites, uh, they do have the highest floor. So uh, for cash games, you probably still get to both quarterbacks here. Um, definitely not, I don't think you have to play Brady though. Like 11K does feel, um, kind of like a lot, but I think he's, he's someone you can get to. We'll talk about some value plays that we can open up to get Brady in. Um, so yeah, Brady, I think is a safe play. I don't necessarily think he's a must play though. Goff at nine eight. Um, you know, I like the matchup a little bit better for, for Goff and the Rams, um, than I do with Brady. Um, so yeah, Goff is, you're getting him at a $1,200 discount. He probably doesn't have as much upside, right? He's had one game of over 30 fancy points. Uh, we're getting him at a $1,200 discount, so that one's close, right? I think Brady's probably, even even at this age, is probably still a little bit more talented than Goff, but you're getting a little bit of discount there. So both quarterbacks, you're going to have to make a tough call. Uh, I think, he, you know, the safe route is you probably do play both, um, and then, again, we'll talk about some value plays to, to get him in there. Uh, But yeah, both quarterbacks are are definitely viable on this slate, and um, I don't think either a must-play, and would I fade both? Probably not. You know, this game is projected to to be uh, more high-scoring, right, 48 over under, so I probably would go at least one quarterback, and again, the safe route to go is is to play both quarterbacks in your lineup. But if you are just going for safety, for for head-to-heads, cash games, right? So let's talk about wide receivers now. Cooper Cup's at 9-2. You have Cooper Cup at nine two and Robert Woods at eight two. So this is another tricky one because when they're priced about the same, I always slightly give the edge to Cup. I think he has a little bit more upside. But now you're getting the thousand dollar difference there. DraftKings did a really good job like that. Will, it's basically a coin flip for me with Cup and Woods. Again, I, if they were priced identical, I would prefer Cup. Uh, but with Cup being a thousand dollars more, it, it's basically a coin flip. These are their two main wide receivers now. Josh Reynolds has been a lot more involved in this offense. We'll talk about him. He is a little bit cheaper, but the price has come way up in him. Um, so with these two Ram receivers, again, I don't really have a super strong take. Um, I still think Cup has a little bit more upside, but you're going to have to pay an extra $1,000 more. It's not like Rob Woods doesn't have upside, right? He's had games where he's put up over 20 fancy points. So um, both, both Rams receivers, I think, look pretty decent here at 9.2 and with Woods at 8.2K. Uh, if you're picking between the two, again, you have to make a tough call there. You know, you can kind of say the same thing with these Tampa Bay wide receivers, with Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Hard to kind of nail down where the majority of the production is going to go, because all three are very, very talented receivers, right? We have Mike Evans at 9K. Uh, Last game, he had six catches on 11 targets. Uh, You have Godwin at 8.4K, who's been pretty consistent this year. Obviously, he's been dealing with some injuries, missed some games. And then you have the newcomer, Antonio Brown, who uh, had a pretty nice day last game. Uh, Seven catches and eight targets. Uh, he will play the fewest of the snaps, but uh, he still uh, definitely has upside even with him getting up there in age. So uh, again, this is another situation where I don't know if one receiver really stands out more than the other. Like if you're going to make me pick between these Buccaneers receivers, I'll go Godwin. I think he kind of goes the most overlooked of the three, but yeah, all three are at similar prices and all three are, are pretty similar plays. So Another situation where I wish I had a stronger take, but you have to make you know tough decisions with you know which Tampa Bay ride receiver you want to go to. You obviously can play more than one, uh, but then you have to sacrifice elsewhere. Ronald Jones at eight eight. So again, I know he had the big game last game, uh, almost two hundred yards on the ground, but they were playing from ahead. This is a situation where you know if Tampa Bay falls behind in this game they probably look to Leonard Fournette more. He's been their kind of third down running back, their pass-catching running back. So this is a situation of how you think the game flows. But still, like if if Ronald Jones starts off and like fumbles the ball, we've seen like, that they, they have short leads. Like, they will just go to Fournette for a majority of the game. We saw that. I think it was with the Giants when Ronald Jones fumbled early, and then they just stuck with Fournette the rest of the game. So... A tricky one. I, I'm probably going to stay away from Ronald Jones. He is the more talented of the two. Like he is definitely the most talented back of Tampa Bay. But it doesn't matter. It's all about opportunity. And the price points up. I know he had the big game last game. I think the ownership will be up too. I think I slightly prefer prefer for net. But again, that's just because he's a lot cheaper. There is definitely a situation where, where Ronald Jones has a huge game there. But I think you, you probably need Tampa Bay to be playing from ahead. Um, so. Yeah, not saying Ronald Jones is out of play. I think the ownership will be up, though, after that most recent game. And, again, it's really hard to trust what Tampa Bay is going to do with their running backs. They will go kind of with the hot hand. Um, And we'll talk about Fournette. He is a lot cheaper. So, mentioned Josh Reynolds, right? The price came way up in him to 6.8. He's been really good these last three games. 8, 9, and 10 targets uh, with 4, 4, and 8 catches. You know, I would have liked it if he was, like... Price what he's been basically all year in like the three to four K range, then I would really like him on the slate. 6.8. Now he's getting up to the point where I think he's a fine option, but I'm not really going to prioritize him, right? You have Reynolds at 6.8 with Woods at 8.2, Cup at 9.2. So you can pay a little bit more for guys that I think probably have a little more upside. So yeah, do I think Ronalds is a bad play? No, I think he's just a fine play in the mid-range. I think he goes a little bit overlooked. I would say the same thing about Gronkowski, right? This mid-range on these short down it always seems to go a little bit lower owned. Like, Gronk is going to play a majority of the game, that you know. Um, he's still a guy they can look to in the red zone. He actually has a t- has had a touchdown in three of the last four games. So I think Gronk is a perfectly fine play, right? He's obviously going to have to compete for targets with Brown, with Evans, with Godwin. Uh, but he's still a guy that they're looking to a decent amount here. Um, and you're getting a little bit of a discount off those top receivers for Tampa Bay. So another, another situation I'm perfectly fine with Gronk in the mid-range. Um, I think he does go maybe a little bit lower owned just because of the price. Then we get to, now we're kind of getting into more of the value plays. And we're going to talk about all three of the Rams running backs. This one is, it's kind of a guessing game to be honest. So this is a, a go with your gut or go with what you what flows, what works with your lineup, right? If you need someone super, super cheap, then you probably go with Cam Akers. If you feel strong about Henderson or Brown, you can go with them. Uh, Henderson's at 5'8". He's the most expensive. Um, You know, he has, throughout the year, has had the most touches, but they've been going down in him recently. Only had seven carries last game uh, on one catch and one target. He played uh, actually less snaps than Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown played 41%, Henderson 33%. So, Ugh. Henderson is probably not a guy I'm super excited about. Uh, Malcolm Brown's at 5'4". He had the big game last game, but he had two touchdowns. We're not going to you know expect two touchdowns from Malcolm Brown every single slate. If you take those two touchdowns away, he has nine fancy points. Now, he's probably been their best pass-catching running back, but um, 5.4K, it's not like we're getting him at an amazing discount. So another situation where, yeah, I'm okay with Malcolm Brown. Like I would probably prefer Brown to Henderson, but Neither are you getting at like an amazing discount when it's going to be a three-headed monster. And then finally, we'll talk about Cam Akers here. He's at 2'8". Uh, he's been being a little bit more involved recently here with 9 and 10 carries in back-to-back games. Hasn't really been targeted a, a ton here. He's the cheapest of the bunch. Yeah, if you need someone super, super cheap, I don't hate Cam Akers. But just know what you're getting into with these Rams running backs. It's it's kind of a guessing game. you gotta, you got to hope whoever you play kind of gets lucky with either touchdown variance or that, that, you know, they just kind of go with the hot hand a bit and, you know, ride the guy who you play with. So, yeah, Rams and, and the running backs, it's kind of a guessing game um, with their situation. Tight end, uh, Higby's at four eight. I think he's a perfectly fine play. Um, 4, 4, and 6 targets the last three games. He's a guy that will be out the majority of the game. Uh, He played 84% of the snaps last game. I think I slightly prefer, though, Gerald Everett for the discount. Everett's at 2 6. Both guys are going to be involved in the passing game. You know, Everett had the big week two weeks ago, or I guess the the bigger week. He had five catches and nine targets. Last week in Chicago, only two catches and three targets. So both are similar plays, but when you have the the discount, right, you have um, Gerald Everett at. $2,200 $2,200 difference. I will just prefer Everett. Now, of course, it's not saying Higby can't outscore him. I just, I slightly like the price better on Everett when they're a very similar place, in my opinion. Then we have Leonard Fournette at 4 4. So he's a guy that they've rolled with the, besides the last game, the two previous games, he was the guy that had a lot more uh, touches, right? He had, 15 carries and uh, three catches and six targets against the Giants. Only one carry there against New Orleans, but again, they were playing from behind, so they utilized them a lot more, six catches and six targets. The last game, not as much because they're playing from ahead. So again, this is just a situation where you build your lineup with how you think the game flows. If you think Tampa Bay is going to be playing from ahead in this one, then you can definitely look to Leonard Fournette, or, or to, to Ronald Jones. I think Fournette looks better if you think this game, uh, maybe they're playing from behind. You he is their third down back, their pass catch and running back. So I do like the price in Fournette. I would prefer him to Ronald Jones, uh, but I think Jones has more upside. But again, we've seen they, they will go with, if Jones fumbles, they'll go Fournette. Again, Fournettes are passed down back, so um, I do slightly prefer the discount there with Fournette to Ronald Jones. As far as the kickers go, both viable plays here, suckups at 4K. Uh, Matt Guy, uh, Matt Gay's at 36 yeah, kickers are, are safer value plays. There's not a lot of amazing value on the slate, to be honest. Like, below this range, there's not a lot. Um, kickers, usually a floor of about five fancy points, upside of about 15. So, we can definitely go to the kickers. As far as the defenses go, Bucks are at 3-8, Rams are at 3K. Not overly excited about either. Uh, you know, the way I play show, and obviously, I only make one lineup. So, usually, I don't get to the defenses. If you're, if you're mass multi-entering, of course, you can consider the defenses. Which defense would I prefer? probably the Bucks, but it's close. So um, I'm probably not going to get to either defense, but they're they're viable price points, right? 3-8 and 3K where you at least can consider them. Um, and then, yeah, we talked about Cam Akers, right? Joe larver I'd slightly prefer him to Higby for the discount. Cam Brates at 2-2. He's in play. Um, he had three catches, three targets, and a touchdown last game. He's not going to play a ton. He played 36% of snaps, but he's shown throughout his career he is a decent running back be- pass-catching tight end. And He's not going to get targeted a ton, but there's not a lot of amazing value in the site, so you can definitely consider Bright for value. And then, really, below that, that's about it. Like, below this is just dart throws with like the, the number four receiver for Tampa Bay, whether it be Miller, Johnson, or Watson, if you want to take a shot there. Uh, Van Jefferson's the number four for the Rams, he had one catch and one target last game. I expect probably 15 to 20 percent of the touches or of the, the snaps. And you can give him a look, but you're not going to feel comfortable with anyone. McCoy's barely going to play, if at all. He's the number three back. Uh, Johnny months the number two tight end. He did... That, the game at Chicago, he had a couple catches, but that was with Higby out. Again, he'll be out there a bit, but it's nothing more than a dart throw. And yeah, that's really it. So there's not a ton of great value on the slate if you go up. Like We'll talk about the value again. I think my favorite value play right now, I guess, is Gerald Everett at 2.6. Um, And then maybe you take a shot at one of those Rams running backs. I do like Fournette, too, uh, a good amount at 4-4. I like that he's obviously the pass-catching running back. Um, I think that does raise his floor a bit, and he's at just a a viable price point at at 4.4K. So let's talk about captains now. And first, cash games. Again, for cash games, you, you probably do this, right? You probably play both quarterbacks. And then you know, running back. Normally, I, for cash games, I try to get both quarter. If you're playing cash, I would usually recommend both quarterbacks and like a workhorse running back. But we don't really have a workhorse running back, right? Because with Jones and Fournette, it's all about how the game flows, right? If if they're playing from ahead, it's going to be more Jones. Playing from behind, it's going to be more Fournette. So that one's tricky. And then the Rams and the running backs it's the three-headed monster. So hard to feel comfortable there. So I think you probably go for cash. Both quarterbacks and then maybe one of the one of the top receivers from either Tampa Bay or, or the Rams. That's probably how I would go how I would go about it. For GPPs, we know about 75% of the time, right? It's either a running back or wide receiver in the captain spot in the winning lineup. And yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways you can go, right? You have the three Rams receivers, I think all have upside. Uh, probably a little bit more with Cup and Woods, uh, but Rounds is not out of play. With the Bucks, obviously the the main three guys all have huge upside. With Mike Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown, you can even give a look to Gronkowski in the captain if you want to. I think he goes a little bit overlooked in the slate. As far as cheap captains, I think the only guy I would take a shot on for cheap captain is Fournette, just because you know if everything goes right, he has upside. Right? If if the Bucks fall behind, he's a guy that can go for like six to eight catches and also get some carries here here and there too. And at four point four K, that's cheap enough. So. He's the realistic guy. I think, as you know, you could take a shot, in if you want to go uh, someone cheap in the captain, um, if you do like go Fournette in the captain, right, then that leaves you with what eight point six k remaining. You can you can basically jam in like three or four of these top guys, and then and then kind of go from there. So build build your roster with um, again how you think the game flows, and take your chances. Right there, there's some cheap plays, some cheap value plays, but not a ton. So it's going to be an interesting slate. Um, and as always guys, I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, going over everything, answering all your guys' questions, talking about more builds as well. So make sure to check out the live stream guys, uh, 30 minutes before lock, uh, tomorrow. But yeah, thanks again, guys. Hope you guys have a good day. I appreciate you guys coming to check out the video and I will see you all in the live stream.